Pretty cool, huh? Was, uh, was it last week? Was it last Tuesday when we had that meeting where it was, we're not going to be here anymore? Feels like, man, that was a, every other week before that was going so fast. <clears throat> and then this week was like, it felt very long. And it was a lot of uh, just work, really. I mean, trying to figure out how this was all going to work. But the Lord really, really blessed us, I feel like. Of course, there's, it's never easy, and there's always a little bit of struggle in it, but God's been good, and he's got us in here, and, and so we want to pray for this place as we get ready. But um, part of it is to also identify some of the, the people who will be leading out the main ministries and then getting you guys. This is really a, this isn't meant to be a full service or anything like that, but a prayer meeting, and and then plugging you guys into ministry so that next week and the you know when we come we can start to develop those those positions and how those are going to work and then we'll start that Sunday after that and hopefully we'll have kind of a I don't want to say well-oiled machine but we'll have a machine <laughs> of some sort excuse me my throat has been a little wrecked lately but uh so that's my hope so before we get into, I just want to take care of some of that practical stuff of just the different ministry people so that you guys know who to go to, wherever it is you feel called to serve. And all of them need servants. You know, we got darkness here, and <laughs> we're working on the testing of the lights, too. We got a noisy light up there, I think, that's throwing things off. Now we're in the doctor's office. <laughs> they really got to work on their lighting around here. Get some floor lamps or something with some light bulb. Anyhow, so we had a meeting with some of these guys that I felt like the Lord had put on my heart. And if, so I want to identify, identify those guys so you guys know where to go. And, and, uh, and we need to, they really need help. You know, they can't do it on their own. They can't cover it all the time. And so... Um, so I don't really know how that works exactly, but I need you guys to know who it is. So, um, so if you were in that meeting, because now my memory is kind of, if you were in that meeting, then I want you guys to kind of, well, just stand up where you are. How about that? Okay, now my memory is coming back to me. <clears throat> There's some guys in the booth too. So if you're interested in any ministry, so these are the ministry leaders. So Gabriel and Jimena, alongside of Miguel and Regina, are going to be handling the uh, children's ministry. Miguel is kind of your point person for that. Or, I'm sorry, Gabriel and Miguel is going to be coming alongside him. But Miguel is going to have some other, some other areas that he'll be doing as well as far as, you know, he'll be doing some worship and stuff like that. So... Um, Gabriel is your point person for children's ministry. That's a huge ministry. Um, so they're going to need help. Uh, Adrian and Damaris, they're going to be handling the youth. Um, so if that's your area, those are your guys. Kendall back there and Perla, who's not here because she's sick, are going to be handling the usher ministry, which involves parking lot, security, um, welcoming all that kind of area, if that's, your, if that's your cup of tea. You guys were all kind of serving in places at Monrovia. I'm assuming you're just going to kind of 
probably migrate here into that position, but hey, that's between you and the Lord. And then, uh, who did I miss? Bobby, of course, is, I guess he'll do worship. <laughs> He's all right. <clears throat> I feel like super blessed to have Bobby. And uh, I told him now that he decided, decided he was coming. I, I told him I already knew that, you know. <laughs> uh, it was like a year ago we were doing a young adult conference together and <clears throat> Bobby was giving me a little bit of a headache. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, whenever the Lord wants to do something, there's always some contention. But, uh, man, the Lord really spoke to my heart. And he's like, man, you got to love him because that's going to be your worship leader. So if you ever go plant a church, that's going to be your worship leader. And so I just sat on that. And man, the Lord spoke to his heart. And here we are. He's leading worship. And I, <clears throat> yeah, amen. I shared with that group that he's kind of my David to my Saul, but then I realized that's probably not a good reference. But you know, whenever you worship, it's kind of just calms down any feelings I might have and uh, gets me ready to preach the word. So, you know, we all got a little Saul in us. And uh, back there, Craig and, and Johnny, they're in the sound booth. And who else is back there? That's Matthew. So if you got sound booth skills, they're going to need help too, media, all that stuff. And who did I miss? Dars and Harris. I don't know where she landed on that. We need hospitality people. Talk to Bobby, maybe. We're still identifying that leader. <clears throat> but um, so those are kind of our key people. And you guys came tonight because the whole message was that, you know, whoever wants to serve, this is what tonight is for. And so I need you guys to kind of, you know, find those people and get plugged in with them so that they can plug you in into the ministry. So that'll cover that. Um, we did get Wednesday nights here. So we'll be doing a Wednesday night service. We also got Sunday nights here. So we're going to start a Sunday night service as well. So it's been kind of, man, the Lord has been like moving. <laughs> it's been like kind of a, we took that step of faith, whereas we didn't really know where we were going to meet. And then we got a call from Ryan like the same day I was going to share that with you guys, which I was thankful because I didn't want to look like a fool in front of you guys, telling you where we're going. We don't know where we're going. Well, that was kind of how our Sunday was. But Lord opened the door for Wednesday, which was interesting because that kid Ryan actually met through that conference. Probably would have never ever met him if we didn't do that conference. And uh, so that was the tie-in here. He got us kind of plugged in here. And so the Lord's been working it out for a long time, I feel like. Um, but it's just been through us walking in the things that he asked for us. And he's been opening the doors and, and uh, planning it out before we even knew it. Um, so we also got Sunday night service, 5 o'clock. Oh, Craig's also the outreach guy. That, that's reminding me. So the Sunday night thing reminded me of that. Because Sunday afternoon or morning, whenever he decides to do it, and whatever days he decides to do it, um, we want to do outreach. We figure that if we're meeting Sunday night, it's a good day to do outreach during the day because then, you know, rather than it be a Friday night and you're inviting them to Sunday and by that time they've thrown your flyer away and forgot all about it, you know, you're a couple hours before service and they're like desperate. It's like, well, maybe they'll show up. So that's kind of, for me, it's, it's encouraging, the Sunday night thing. I didn't know how that would work, but I think God's going to bless that. And so Craig's the guy, he's kind of our point guy for, for evangelism and for outreach. 
Um, apparently there's a skate park nearby, so we'll probably be hitting that place up. And then Wednesday nights there's a, a street fair or something, so we can do it before Wednesday night even. So those are just kind of the, that's just kind of our, whatever you want to call it. What do you call it, Ben? You're a pro now. <laughs> the practical parts that we're talking about. Uh, but there are a couple of things that I want to pray about tonight. And uh, so one of them, I was looking at through the book of Chronicles. And it was after they had finished building the temple. <clears throat> and Solomon, he prays there. And I thought his prayer was just perfect for what we're doing. He's dedicating the temple and he's getting ready to dedicate the temple and he's praying over it. And it's, you know, it seems that he's, he's asking the Lord to come into this, this work that they did and to bless it and to be there with them. And, <clears throat> and he says in verse 18, I don't want to go through the whole thing because it's long. Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter 6. I do want to go through the whole thing, but it's long. But it's so good. Well, let's, say, let's pick it up in uh, verse 14. He says, it's, it tells us just before that they knelt down and he raised his hands and he began to pray. And it said, the Lord God of Israel, there is no God in heaven or on earth like you who keep your covenant and mercy with your servants who walk before you with all their hearts. You kept what you promised to your servant David, my father, you have both spoken with your mouth and fulfilled it with your hands as it is this day. Therefore, Lord God of Israel, now keep what you have promised your servant David, my father, saying, You shall not fail to have a man sit before me on the throne of Israel, only if your sons take heed to their way, that they walk in my law as you have walked before me. And now, O Lord God of Israel, let your word come true, which you have spoken to your servant David. I, I like that part just because God made a covenant with David, and here it is coming to pass. And I feel like that's, that's kind of our story. God made a, spoke a word into us and made a covenant with us, and, and here it is coming to pass. He says, But will God indeed dwell with men on the earth? Behold, heaven and heaven of heavens cannot contain you. How much less this temple which I have built. Yet regard the prayer of your servant and his supplication, O Lord my God, and listen to the cry and the prayer which your servant is praying before you. I love this part, that your eyes may be open towards this temple day and night, toward the place where you said you would put your name, that you may hear the prayer which the servant makes towards this place, and you may hear the supplications of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray toward this place. Hear from heaven, your dwelling place, and I love this, and when you hear, forgive. And then he goes through all these different areas of prayer for the people of the land and for the people there of Israel, and even the people that aren't of Israel. And that's the part I love about this. He says, if anyone sins against his neighbor, and it goes on, and all of them kind of in the... When they pray and repent, forgive them, right? So if anyone sins against their neighbor, or if anyone of your people are defeated before an enemy because they have sinned against you, 
Verse 26, when the heavens are shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against you. Verse 27, then hear in heaven and forgive the sin of your servants, your people Israel, that you may teach them the good way in which they should walk. And then verse 28, when there is a famine in the land, pestilence or blight or mildew, locusts and grasshoppers, when their enemies besiege them in the land of their cities, whatever plague or whatever sickness is there, Whatever prayer, whatever supplication is made by anyone or by all people of Israel, when each one knows his own burden and his grief and spreads out his hands to the temple, then hear from heaven your dwelling place and forgive. Now he says again in 32, and this is the part that really stood out to me. Moreover, concerning a foreigner, that's us guys. We're the foreigners. We're the ones not of Israel. And so is most of the people in this land. Although I just learned that he's part Jewish. So you're in, buddy. (laughs) He says, moreover, concerning a foreigner who is not of your people, Israel, but has come from a far country, for the sake of your great name and your mighty hand and your outstretched arm, when they come and pray in this temple, then hear from the heaven your dwelling place and do according to all for which the foreigner calls to you, that all people, I love this part, that all peoples of the earth may know your name and fear you. As do your people Israel, that they may know that this temple which I have built is called by your name. He says, when your people go out to battle against their enemy, when they pray to you towards this city, Then here, I'm skipping over a few things, but I'm summarizing here, and maintain their cause. I like that prayer. When they go out to battle, and when they pray, then Lord, you hear it, and you maintain them, and you bring victory. I think that's going to be the story of our lives going forward here, guys. I mean, I think that the enemy's been working overtime even just this week, trying to discourage people that are coming, and discourage us from doing the work even tonight I felt like a little bit a little bit discouraged for a second and then I just figured you know what that's that should you know that's what should be happening if the Lord's in this and if the Lord's doing this is that there should be a little bit of uh, contention but you know we're all in Christ and Somebody's got to be the example and humble themselves before the Lord in order to bring that unity and peace. And so, you know, as these other churches, I'm talking about these other churches that are meeting here, we kind of met with them beforehand. And there was a little bit of rub, you know, only because there was like miscommunication from the leaser guy. And so uh, I had to just kind of back off and be like, it's all good, you know, like we'll make it work and you guys can use whatever you need to use and we'll use whatever's left. And, uh, and it, it totally, you know, snuffed out the whole situation. But whenever you're doing anything for the Lord, whenever you're going to battle against the enemy, you know, whenever you're doing anything, then the enemy's going to come and it's going to be a battle. And, but we pray and we give it to the Lord and he's the one that brings victory, right? When you sin against, uh, when they sin against you, for there is no one who does not sin. I love that. We all fall short of the glory of God. And you become angry with them and deliver them to the enemy. Uh, they take them captive to the land 
far or near. Yet, I like that, yet, when they come to themselves in the land where they were carried captive and repent and make supplication to you in the land of their captivity, saying, we have sinned, we have done wrong and have committed wickedness, and when they return to you with all their hearts and with all their soul in the land of their captivity, uh, then hear from heaven, verse 39, and maintain their cause and forgive your people. Now, my God, I pray to you, verse 40, let yourselves be open and let your ears be attentive to the prayer made in this place. Now, therefore, arise, God, Lord God, to your resting place, uh, you and the ark of your strength. Let your priests, O Lord, be clothed with salvation. Let your priests, O Lord, be clothed with salvation. And let your saints rejoice in goodness. I like that. And the Lord, do not turn away the face of your anointed. Remember the mercies of your servant David. And then in chapter 7 it says that when Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priests could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. When all the children of Israel saw the fire come down, the glory of the Lord uh, on the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. So just reading through that, I thought just... Solomon said it perfectly. Some of these prayers that he prayed just for the land, for the people... For the temple. Uh, you know, I think that's, those are all good things for us to pray tonight. As we come into this place, praying for the Holy Spirit to just fill it, to go before us, to work in the, the hearts of the people that are also working out here. Praying for the land that people, you know, people that aren't even of God's people would come to know Him through us. That as we went out and did outreach and ministered to them. God would go with us. He would fight for us and the people would hear about him and they would repent. And he says that, that even if the foreigners repent, I'll heal them, I'll forgive them, I'll save them. So praying for just the people of this land that they would hear the good news. And uh, just asking the Lord to bless this place. So the Holy Spirit in the building, and then, you know, just filling this place, and then in Acts chapter 2, just one more quick reference here. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, chapter 2, verse 1, they were all with one accord in one place. Jesus had told them, go wait, right? Wait for the Holy Spirit. Why were they waiting for the Holy Spirit? He said, it's going to give you power to do the work that I've called you to. So they're there waiting in one accord in unity. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Again, the, the Holy Spirit filling the whole house where they were sitting. 
Then there appeared to them divided tongues on fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in, with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And so just my second prayer, and I'll ask, you know, at some point in the night, one of the, one of the pastors, maybe Pastor Ben, or Pastor Brian, one of you guys, but I know I invited Ben out to kind of pray for the servants and to pray for this place but mostly the servants. Maybe Pastor Brian can play, pray for the, the building and the people here. And, and then Pastor Ben, if you can just baptize us in the Holy Spirit. Ask the Spirit to come in and, and to fill us as well, empower us for the work that God's calling us to. So those are my two main prayers, well, three main prayers for the people and the land and, and for God's Holy Spirit to fill this place and to fill us that we might be empowered to do the work. And so that's... That's kind of where my heart's at tonight. Um, any other pastors may have some stuff to pray for as well, but that's, that's what I want to pray about. So I'm, I'm going to pray, and then I'll just open it up for us all to pray. And, and uh, as the Lord leads, Pastor Brian and Pastor Ben, I invite you guys to pray too. So Lord, we thank you, God, just for this time. We thank you, Lord, for the work that you're doing here. God, it's truly just a work of your Holy Spirit moving and leading and guiding and opening doors and, and making a way, Lord. It's nothing of our own strength and nothing that we could possibly do. Um, but we simply walk, we're walking in the things of, that you're calling us to. We're stepping into the water as you've called us to and, and God, you're just making a way. It's amazing to watch and see and there's always resistance, Lord, but we thank you for that because it means that you're in it and that the enemy is working. And, and uh, so we thank you, Lord. God, we pray for just perfect peace and unity between all the, the churches that meet here. We're all one body. We're all one church. Um, and we're all living for one purpose, to glorify you, God, and see people get saved. So, Lord, help us to be the example of what that looks like, what it looks like to abide in you abide in your love and to love one another. Um, Lord, as you've loved us, that through that working in our lives, um, you might bear fruit, Lord. And it might be with people that are within this building and it, it will certainly be with people that are outside this building, God. So give us a heart for the lost. Give us a heart to go out from this place they're not necessarily going to come here. We've got to go out and find them. Uh, so lead us, Lord. Lead us out. And uh, give us the words to speak when you put them in front of us. Give us boldness, but in love. Lord, that many may hear about you. You said that, that all the people of the earth would hear about you and repent and be saved. So God, bless this time of prayer as we open it up, Lord, and, and just hear our prayers. We're coming to you with our, all our hearts and minds and souls just completely sold out for you, God. And uh, you said here that if our hearts and souls are in the right place, that you would hear our prayers. God, so lead us by your spirit even as we pray that we might know, how to pr know what to pray for and how to pray for it. Lord, that you might hear it and answer, God. So we lift this time up to you in Jesus' name. 
I'll be the one that uh, breaks the holy prayer moment if we'll just... Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> let me just take a little break. And uh, I just want to encourage. Um, so I, uh, um, last Saturday, I'll try not to be long in my explanation of this. Last Saturday, um, we, had a, we put on a little Bible study for a, a sister from our fellowship who we love very much. And uh, we started moving through the book of... Philippians, and uh, I know Monrovia was going through it a little while ago too, and um, uh, I was—that was the word that I had thought of as I was coming out here. I didn't know exactly uh, where to go or uh, what exactly to share, but um, I was—I felt led to uh, the second chapter of the book of Philippians uh, in verses uh, five through eleven. And uh, if you could turn there really quickly, I'll grab my phone too. Um, so I didn't, I haven't been following everything. I've been checking in in the prayer meetings and stuff. And uh, I did get the name Menno. And uh, so I looked up the name Menno, uh, the word Menno. And uh, it uh, means to reside, to stay, to live, to lodge, to tarry, or to dwell. Um, uh, but the second part of the definition is one that I thought was really cool. It says, meno is the root of the Greek noun mone, which means mansion or habitation. Uh, so I, you know, I was praying, asking the Lord, should I share this? It felt like the Lord gave me the okay as everybody's talking about hearts of humility, as everybody is speaking about uh, wanting this to be a place where, where God's presence and his spirit is welcomed. Um, this just made sense, and I think the new songers will know. Uh, one of my favorite books is a, a book by a man named Andrew Murray. It's called Humility, and uh, he says something that I, it's kind of one of my guiding tries to be one of my guiding principles. It says that glory always goes to the lowest place. Glory always makes its way to the lowest place. Um, and so, yes, you want to create a, you want a building. A building is like one of the biggest battles of a church plant, uh, but uh, the more important part, and we're all learning this, is that um, we, we corporally are the mansion that the Lord is building, and if we want him to dwell and abide, to meno inside of us, to abide inside of us, then there has to be a deep, overwhelming sense of humility, and then, of course, this I felt led perfectly. This is why I felt the Lord uh, confirmed, just wanted to share this word. Um, so we can pick it up in just the start of chapter 2 of the book of Philippians, and it says this, uh, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded. I think someone said that as well. Having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. You may have been quoting this exact verse. Uh, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition, or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interest of others. And this is the focus. This whole book is actually based upon this kind of uh, word that Paul gives here. Uh, verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men, dwelling with men. 
And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and has given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Um, I just wanted to just give an encouragement. Um, uh, God, will, God will rest his spirit upon you, upon all of us, if humility is our greatest desire. If, if we're not focused on the place being filled, but God doing a work inside of the people, the people will eventually come. He'll bring them. And it's because his spirit will be dwelling inside of you. You are the mansion. He's right now, he's in heaven preparing more mansions. What are those mansions? Those are new bodies. So right now you have a broke down, jacked up mansion. So enjoy the mansion you have. Amen, amen. Can't stop being sick, but yeah. So enjoy the mansion you have, but you're going to get an upgraded mansion. But right now, he has chosen and he has seen it fit to indwell this mansion, not in, not in a glorious state, that's in the future, but right now in lowliness and meekness. This is how he indwells the mansions that we have now. And corporally, as a body, we become one united mansion together. It's, that's how the body works. And so this is my encouragement. And uh, some of my new songers are here, so I'm not telling on anybody in specific, I swear. Um, <laughs> but humility will be the thing that will cause the lack of humility will be the thing that will cause the greatest schism and friction in your body. People thinking their mansion is supposed to be another person's mansion. People running into other people's mansions without telling people. <laughs> All right, the image breaks down. Don't use the image anymore. <laughs> but this is, um, this is, so Pastor Matt asked me to also pray that maybe the Holy Spirit would fall upon us. The, the Holy Spirit, uh, he falls into open and ready and willing vessels. If there's pride, if there's sin, if there's haughtiness, he can't dwell there. It's like it pushes him out. It pushes his presence out. And so I think that that would be a good place. Maybe at the end with some worship and stuff, uh, we could, you know, maybe lay hands and things like that. But maybe right now just a, a good thing that we could all do is just pray for a purifying, a humbling of our hearts. I, and I really want you to think of these things. I'm big on this. Like, you're going to start doing church and like serving with one another and aggravating one another. Please remember this word that I'm telling you right now. Be humble. Think, think not of yourself, but of the other person. Be of one accord, of one mind, united together for the purpose, not of any of you. I mean, I, I don't know, speak. not even Pastor Matt, but of the Lord. We're here for the Lord. All of us are here for the Lord. We're here new songers here because this is for the Lord. This is exciting. We just want to be in what the Lord's doing. And uh, he only moves. He only does good and new and fresh, exciting things where he finds humility and open houses where his Holy Spirit can dwell. So maybe we can spend some time just praying that God would humble. <laughs> All right, I can just keep going. If you start to pray that God would humble you and make you humble, guess what he has to do to do that? Humiliate you. Yeah, humiliate you. 
I'm sorry, I really didn't mean. He's gotta humiliate you. He's gotta put you in some awkward situations where your pride is being challenged and yourself and what you expected, and he's gonna rub you down like sandpaper, but at the end of it, you'll be smooth, ready for him to pour his spirit into you. And so that's what I'd just like us to maybe spend some time in, and Pastor Brian can hop up that, that we would have humble hearts of one accord, of one mind. Think about Jesus, who had all the glory, had all the honor, all the dignity, and he laid it aside, not thinking that being equal with God was something to be grasped at, but he laid it all down to come and bear with us and to meno, to abide with us in our humility, hopefully. Amen? So let me uh, open us, and we can kind of pray in that vein for a little while. Well, Lord, um, I just know, I just know that this is, this is the struggle of many of our hearts, even though we love you, Lord, and we want to see you do incredible things in and through our lives, in and through the things that you have called us to. There's just something that wars inside of our flesh that wants to take a position and have a name and, and get out of order and do things according to our own will, Lord. You don't bless that. Your Holy Spirit doesn't indwell that kind of, of that that kind of movement, Lord. Your glory falls to the lowest place, Lord. And so my heart, my prayers for me and for, for all of us that are here representing different bodies, new works, Lord, would you would you show us uh, how we can become humble? Would you bring situations into our life that will humble us? And don't let us just run around like chickens with our heads cut off and just making messes as you try to humble us. Would you please fill us with the Holy Spirit and give us that spiritual discernment, those spiritual eyes to see, oh, this is what I asked for. This is the Lord showing me that I think of myself more highly than I ought. This is me thinking that I was supposed to get this when that wasn't how it was supposed to be. That's not what you told me. Lord, would you, I, I know you have such good things in store. I know you have amazing things in store. You, I've witnessed it firsthand, Lord. But I know, I know that this is part of the struggle as you use broken and sinful people, Lord, that our flesh and our pride rise up. And so I'm praying in this moment that your Holy Spirit would begin a deep work inside of uh, the body that you are raising up here, upon the bodies that are represented here, Lord, um, to purify them. Uh, if pride is still raging in the members, uh, if, if haughtiness or self is still uh, taking, trying to take control, Lord, if, if, if there's any driving in the flesh and striving, Lord, my prayer is that you would purify. Uh, that's a hard thing sometimes, because when you purify, that means things change sometimes, Lord. And um, I think I pray for, for Pastor Matt here and and the bodies represented here, Lord, we want that work in our lives. We want to be pure for you. We want to be low, low, low so that your spirit can fill us up. And so, Lord, would you bless these hearts here? Would you fill these hearts here? Would you work this deep humility and self-sacrificing love into these hearts, into this body? This is my prayer, Lord.